Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1136 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's guest is going to remain anonymous. She is the mother of a daughter who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at 13 years old. Today, her daughter is 15, still has type 1, but began using a GLP medication six months before this recording. When you hear what happened to her daughter's insulin needs on the GLP medication, your head is going to explode. Please don't forget that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. When you place your first order for AG1 with my link, you'll get five free travel packs and a free year's supply of vitamin D. Drink ag1.com slash juicebox. If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth is where I get my clothing, linens, and towels from. They are incredibly comfortable and temperate. I love them. Uh, I really do love them. And I love that I can give you an offer code that will save you 40% off of your entire order. Just use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout, and you will save 40% at CozyEarth.com. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by U.S. Med. USMed.com slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. US Med is where my daughter gets her diabetes supplies from, and you could too. Use the link or number to get your free benefit check and get started today with US Med. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. Touched by Type 1.org and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Touched by Type 1 is an organization dedicated to helping people living with type 1 diabetes, and they have so many different programs that are doing just that. Check them out at touchedbytype1.org. Okay, you're being recorded. You can introduce yourself when you're ready. Okay. Well, I'm the mom of a type 1 teenager. Uh, she is currently 15 years old. Okay. So you're going to stay anonymous. And I am. Therefore, just going to get everybody ready for that idea. So they're not like, why won't they say her name? She want to get from you people online. That's why. Uh, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so your daughter is 15 now. How old was she when she was diagnosed? She was, uh, had just turned 13 when she was diagnosed. Uh, how long ago did she start using Wegovy? She started using Wegovy in August of uh, 2023. So it's been what? September, October, five, six months now. Okay. Let's call it six months on the Govi. And she's been using insulin the whole time. She's had diabetes the whole two years. Correct. Started yeah. She right started away. right out the gate with insulin. She was, when she was diagnosed, her fasting blood sugar was 319 hmm. and her A1C was over 14. Ah, do you think she went through a honeymoon? 
I do not think she went through a honeymoon. I mean, they started us right out of the gate on uh, like 18, 19 units of basil, you know, so there was no no easing into it. And there was never a day where she didn't need insulin for food. We didn't even get the free snacks right out of the gate. We tried the the 15 gram carb snacks that were supposed to be free and they would spike her every time. And so I think it was after about the first week that we literally were doing insulin for everything that went into her mouth. How did she manage in the beginning? Was it MDI? Uh, she was MDI for the first six months because that's the endo's preference. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she did MDI for six months and then transitioned to Omnipod. Um, she did the Eros for a couple of months and then we got coverage for Dash and upgraded and then hopped right on Omnipod 5 as soon as it was released and lasted a few months there and ultimately transitioned to DIY Loop. Okay. And that's how she she managed primarily at that point. Okay. Don't tell me what she's doing right now. We're going to get to that in our story. Okay. I'm going to jump over to you. Medical concerns for you. Anything autoimmune? Yeah. So I have um, Hashimoto's mm-hmm. and PCOS. PCOS. Now we're getting to it right away. Um, yeah. How about your daughter? Anything besides the type one? At the moment, just type one. We are are watching for potential PCOS diagnosis. There's a couple of things that lead us to believe that she's probably going to end up there, mm-hmm. um, but not not quite ready to make that call yet. Tell people about your PCOS. How does it, uh, when did it start? What's it like, et cetera? It's horrible. I've had it ever since I can remember. I just remember having really, really, really horrific periods, horrific period pain, but also in between period pain um, was never regular and um, periods were always just ridiculously heavy from early on. And so I've, I uh, also had endometriosis, which kind of played into it a little bit too, but finally found a, a empathetic OBGYN uh, here a couple years ago and uh, was very blessed with a, a full hysterectomy. Okay. And so life has been wonderful <laughs> post-hysterectomy for me. Cool. Um, but yeah, PCOS was was everything that everybody says that it is, right? Horrible periods, horrible period pain, weight issues, just everything that comes with crazy hormones, any, right? Any acne? Um, I did have pretty terrible acne, yeah. Okay. Terrible periods in length, in amount, both? All of the above. Yes. <laughs> All of the above. They would last five, six, seven days, super heavy flow to the point that I was anemic. Um, my iron levels were dangerously low. And mm-hmm. so then I was blessed to get iron infusions fairly frequently to try to, to get me pumped back up again. Guys, Cozy Earth just sent me a new shirt and pajama pants. I got the bamboo raglan tee. Is it raglan? What's it matter? The thing is so comfortable. I don't care what you call it. CozyEarth.com. Now, the pajama pants, again, fantastic. They're so comfortable. I don't even know how to describe this material other than to say heavenly. Not too hot, not too cold. Incredibly, oh my gosh, what's the word? It's comfortable, very comfortable, and it feels premium to the touch. That's whether I'm touching it with my hands or wearing it. It just feels like I'm wearing quality clothing. CozyEarth.com. Now, if you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout, you will save 40% off of your entire order. But if you want a shortcut to that, the link in the show notes of your podcast player will take you right to my page at CozyEarth.com, and that automatically gives you the 40% off 
of whatever you select. We also got my wife some cozy earth pajamas. She hasn't worn them yet, but they're right at the side of the bed, ready to go into action. I can't, I, I just can't tell you enough how much I enjoy all, everything that I've bought from Cozy Earth. Towels, sheets, joggers, t-shirts now, pajamas, uh, nothing has been a letdown. CozyEarth.com. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout to save 40% or click on the link in the show notes. Diabetes comes with a lot of things to remember. So it's nice when someone takes something off of your plate. U.S. Med has done that for us. When it's time for Arden's supplies to be refreshed, we get an email. Rolls up and in your inbox says, Hi Arden, this is your friendly reorder email from U.S. Med. You open up the email, it's a big button that says, Click here to reorder, and you're done. Finally, somebody taking away a responsibility instead of adding one. U.S. Med has done that for us. An email arrives, we click on a link, and the next thing you know, your products are at the front door. That simple. USMed.com slash juicebox or call 888 721 1514. I never have to wonder if Arden has enough supplies. I click on one link, I open up a box, I put the stuff in the drawer, and we're done. US Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7. They accept Medicare nationwide, over 800 private insurers. And all you have to do to get started is call 888-721-1514 or go to my link, usmed.com slash juicebox. Using that number or my link helps to support the production of the Juicebox podcast. How old were you when you, when you had to get your first iron infusion? Uh, I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, just for reference now, you're... 44. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Somebody made fun of me for being old, and I was like, I'm alive. That's the only measurement right? they have. I know. Every yeah. day is, is waking up on the right side of the dirt. So if, I was, if I was younger, I wouldn't be here to hear your crap because I'd be dead already. Now, uh, anemic? Blah, blah, blah. Has your daughter ever shown any anemia problems? She has not. All of her labs have been beautiful, minus the sugar, glucose. When did her lady time start? What age? Uh, 14. Uh-huh. So she's a little bit late. And you think she might have PCOS? I do, just in that, you know, she's been cycling long enough that we should be seeing some regularity, and we're not. And her periods are super duper heavy, and, and she gets the wonderful, you know, horrible, terrible cramps and, and all of that. So, yeah. so I think we may be headed in that direction, but just not quite ready to, to go there yet. When you speak to a gynecologist about it, what do they say? We've not gone to gynecologist for her yet. Um, so we've been talking about it just with her endo and with her primary care. And they've given us some options of things to try, right? The obvious birth control, which she's not interested in and I don't blame her. But really, we're just trying to, to give it just a little bit more time, not necessarily because I'm expecting it to change, but more giving her more time just to be comfortable with the next step of going to the gynecologist. Did the gynecologist ever suggest to you to go on the pill? To help? Yes. Oh, yeah. I tried all the different birth control methods, pills, rings, IUDs, all of them. Um, and they just made everything so much worse for me. Um, I just had terrible reactions to them. Okay. And so so I was better off on nothing. <laughs> Did you have, um, I'm so sorry to ask you this, but you're, you're anonymous. So who cares? Right. <laughs> Any unwanted, thick or unpleasant or fast growing hair for you? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I started having to shave everything at a very early age. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and laser hair removal y'all is a wonderful thing. That, that took it away and kept it away. Um, it didn't necessarily take it away completely, but it made it much less noticeable. No kidding. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Your daughter have any of the hair? Little bit. Little she bit. does. Okay. She does. Um, how was your weight through your life though? You know, I was super duper active. And so my weight was really great until about 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then I really started the struggle where it, it seemed like no matter how well I ate, no matter how clean I ate, no matter how low of a calorie diet I took in and how much I exercised, I was just turning into a human puffer fish. What is PCOS belly? Common symptoms include insulin resistance, diabetes, reproductive hormone imbalance, missed periods, infertility, overweight, and obesity. PCOS belly is one symptom of the widespread syndrome. Yes. Um, And insulin resistance is real. Um, mm -hmm. And so all of my labs always showed really high insulin levels, um, really, really high off-the-chart C-peptide. Um, which just tells me that my body was trying really hard to keep things in check and was failing miserably. Yeah, fighting an uphill battle, right? Yeah, fighting an uphill battle. And so that, you know, that explains why no matter how good I was and how much I exercised, there was just nothing I was going to be able to do mm-hmm. uh, on my own. So GLP-1s have been wonderful for me. Ah, So let's start. Who used it first, you or your daughter? Me, okay. actually. Um, I jumped on the Ozempic train early on. How long um, have you been using it? Uh, so I was on Ozempic for about two years uh, before my insurance decided that I didn't need it anymore because I wasn't diabetic. <laughs> and and it was wonderful. I, I got my weight down, was able to maintain it, um, was no longer what I call the human puffer fish. You know, it used to be anything that I ate, I, I would just bloat like nobody's business. Uh, but on Ozempic, that didn't happen anymore. So I was on it for about two years and then insurance said, wait, 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 you're not type two diabetic. We're not going to cover this for you anymore. So I had to go off of it. And and I had to let nature take its course, right? I had to let my weight get back up high enough that I could get approved for Wagovi. And so now I am on Wagovi and, um, and have only been on it for about five weeks at this point. Um, but I'm starting to notice it reversing the bloating and the scale is no longer moving up uh, every time I jump on it. So that's great. And I look forward to, you know, as I increase my dosages, getting my weight back under control and, and feeling as great as I feel all yeah. the time. Would you tell me what your weight was prior to Ozempic? Prior to Ozempic. Oh, I was pushing like 160. And for reference, I'm four foot 11. Okay. Four foot eleven. You can't even. You, you can't even say five. You can't get away with telling people you're My five. My driver's feet. license says five feet, so I feel like I can get away with it. <laughs> but technically, I'm four foot eleven so for BMI calculation purposes. <laughs> Hundred sixty pounds on your frame was yeah. was a lot. Yeah, okay. it was a lot. Yeah. And yeah. how long did it take for you to get down to the weight that you were like, oh, I'm I'm good here. On Ozempic, I would say it was probably a good nine months. Nine months, and then what yeah. did you get to? Um, I got down to 119. God, I did not not all in that nine months, but in no. that nine months, I was I was making very steady progress where okay. I felt like I was finally moving in the right direction. You but know? in two years, 41 pounds. Yeah. Okay. And then in the in the I was off of it about five months and got back up to 150. 
before I started Wagovi. In, okay. It took yeah. you two years it, it to lose. Fast. It, it took you two years to get to 119 and then mm-hmm. five months to get back up to back 150. Up. In yeah. those five months, here, dispel the rumors for people. In those five months, were you double fisting cheeseburgers because the Ozempic wasn't telling you you weren't hungry anymore? Or no, did, no, I absolutely changed nothing. And I, I feel like it was even more diligent about what I ate and how much I exercised because I knew I didn't have the Ozempic to help me, right? Yeah. And I needed to prove that this wasn't because I wasn't making the right choices, right? Yeah. Like I needed to prove to the doctor that this was this was not me. I had zero control over my body packing the pounds on. And so I maintained a diet of no more than 1,200 calories a day, high protein, low carb, low fat, and tons of exercise. And you gained 30 pounds in five months. In five months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was beautiful. And so right then my doctor was like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, I mean, I heard what you were saying and it's not that I didn't believe you, but... I didn't you believe know. you. And that's not what the label says and blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, and so it was not. And honestly, when I started the Ozempic and when I started the Wagovi, because I had been so strict with my eating habits, it didn't really change my eating habits for me. I didn't experience the, you know, I mean, yeah, I do have to think a little bit more about like, okay, it's time to eat. Like I don't get hungry, mm-hmm. but in terms of the amount of food that I could eat in a sitting, that didn't really change. I've never been a big eater. Okay. Yeah. So you weren't, you weren't shoveling it in to begin with. And so the, no. So what were the impacts of Ozempic for you? Like I think of them as physical and we know about the weight loss, but physical and mental, what did you feel from it? I mean, physically obvious impacts. I was losing weight. I was not bloating with every bite of food. So that was huge. I mean, I feel like I walked around looking like I was pregnant for 30 years, you know? Yeah. And and that wasn't happening anymore. And what that did from the mental health perspective for me was I finally felt good, right? A lot of the, the PCOS symptoms were relieved and I just felt better. And so that snowballed into being more fun to be around, <laughs> right? Um, and enjoying life um, in general. And, and then obviously noticed the reverse of that when I went off of it and my body started taking control and, and I was no longer in the driver's seat. It has a huge mental health impact on you. So I started using Wegovy in March of 2023. It's January 2024 now. And about three weeks ago, I switched from Wegovy where I had plateaued onto ZepBound, which right. is... You know, uh, for people who are not keeping up, Wegovi is Ozempic, Zepbound is Manjaro. And Correct. it's not just like similar, it's the exact same exact thing. Exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With like the dosing strategy is different. And that's only so that they can bill it through insurance differently. I know it's weird, but it's the delivery system that they patent. So the way you deliver Wegovi, start at 0.25, do it for four weeks, go to 0.5, like that. That's all like kind of proprietary, I guess. And that's what makes it for weight loss. With Ozempic, you and your doctor decide how much Ozempic you need. There's a ramp up, but after that, you have a pen and you can dial it up to what you need. Um, And anyway, same molecule, same drug. Zepbound is Manjaro. Wegovi is Ozempic. So I start Wegovi for weight loss. And I should probably, like, I only usually talk about this in my weight, in my Wegovi diary, but I'll talk about it here. Let me get my phone out. Uh, to give people a little bit of context. I just weighed myself this morning. I am the lowest I've been since I started today. 
uh, today I weighed 188.6 pounds. Now I'm four foot four. No, I'm, I'm five, <laughs> I'm five, nine. I weigh 188.6 pounds. When I started Wegovi in March, I weighed 233.4 pounds. I have lost 44.8 pounds. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. My body fat, my BMI, fat-free, but everything is better. My subcutaneous fat is better. My visceral fat is better. My muscle mass is going up. My body water index goes up. My protein goes up. Like my bone mass is growing up. My be- my metabolic age isn't moving, but it, so here's the thing. When you discuss what PCOS was to you, I find myself sitting here thinking, Men can't get PCOS. I know that's not, there's no way because they don't have all those bits and pieces inside. Um, But you're describing my life. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what I eat or what I do or how much I exercise or how much I don't exercise. I eat food, I gain weight. That's it. I'm always bloated. If I ate like a, a normal person, I've been restricting my food my entire adult life. If, mm-hmm. if I eat like a normal person, I swell up like I'm nine months pregnant and I've been yep. wearing tennis shoes in the summer. Like, yep. and like you're miserable. Oh. I mean, you're just you feel like junk. Unpleasant <laughs> to begin with and yeah. more so with this. And so people are like, you seem so nice. I'm not that nice. And so um, I, you know, so this is my whole life. I couldn't if I ate a piece of bread, I was going to wake up two pounds heavier. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not joking. My bathroom habits were tenuous at best. You know, the amount of times that I'd eat something, I'd be like, I got to get to the bathroom. Like yeah. that happened a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's- like you knew certain things. If you were going to go eat a certain meal, you knew that you had to come home right after. Oh. Or at least for me, that's how it was. Like I knew if I was going to go eat at this particular restaurant and, and eat this particular meal that I love. I was going to have to come immediately home. Oh, yeah. no like no dilly dally. No the server at the table. better be prompt with the bill. You know, like I will have to get home. We're not stopping for milk on the way home. Yeah, no, no stop it. Like if the server doesn't have the bill turned around the minute I put my fork down on my plate, you know, we're going to have a problem. I've had the thought, oh my God, I'm done with it already. The credit card company doesn't even know I bought it yet. <laughs> so, right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Point, point being also poor for my nutrition Right. Like I'm not I I I have had low ferritin and anemia and had to have mm-hmm. iron infusions, too, because my body not absorbing nutrients. Guess what it does now? Seems to absorb nutrients. Fine. Exactly. I haven't had an iron infusion in a year. And don't you feel so good? Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I think most people here, we go V, Ozempic, Mangiarno, GLP-1. They go, oh, you just can't control yourself. It's not. I mean, yeah. I wish and and I had that that fight with my doctor, right? For a very long time before she agreed to put me on Ozempic even in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like you just need to not ever splurge and you just need to cut your calories and you need to focus on high protein. And so I finally started journaling everything that I put in my mouth, like to the point that I was weighing everything on the scale, right? So you could hand it to the doctor. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then I put it in front of her, and I'm like, okay, here we are. Another month has passed. I've gained 11 more pounds. Here's everything that I've eaten the last month. You look at this and tell me where I went wrong. Yeah. And she looked at it, and she was like, oh, my God. You're not kidding when you say you've been trying. I'm like, yeah, I eat chicken and green beans every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Chicken and green beans. Yeah. I'm thinking like, of feeding the green to beans change? to the chicken to save time. That's uh... Right? <laughs> 
I mean, it's like, what do you want me to do? Your Hashimoto's is well like controlled. What's your TSH? So my last TSH was 1.9. That was mm-hmm. just a couple months ago. It was not well controlled for a very long time. Um, and then I finally got medicated and then got over-medicated and actually went hyper. extreme hyperthyroid mm-hmm. where my TSH was 0.001. It was mm-hmm. really, really, really bad. Um, or whatever it was. It was, it was super wrong. It was not supposed to be what it was. And I actually started having heart issues Mm. because of it. And so that was about three years ago, three and a half years ago now. Um, And so I went off of all of my thyroid medication and am still not on any thyroid medication. So we're just kind of riding the wave for however long it lasts. But my point is you weren't gaining weight because your TSH was four or six or something like that. No, no, no. So, okay. So now we have a, a, a good background about that and, and this, obviously, what it did for you. Also, your story, not uncommon. I see a lot of people online say, they took this medication from me because my insurance... Well, listen, there's a couple of reasons it's happening. One, the insurance companies are like, geez, a lot of people are using this. It's costing us money. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were willing to give it to anybody with a doctor's order. Right. You know, at one point, like it's, you know, we made it for type 2 diabetes, but here, go ahead. We don't care. Then when everybody wanted it, they were like, oh, if you don't have really good insurance, then you weren't going to get it. Then all of a sudden, if you didn't have type two, you weren't getting Ozempic. And I've had people go in and say, look, you know, my BMI is this, you know, I want, you know, I want to get, you know, my A1C is right on the verge of being type two. And the, and I've heard people be told by their insurance company, well, when your A1C goes up a little more, we'll give it to you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or, you know. The other one, you lost weight, you don't need it anymore. And then they have your story. And I've over and over again, there's a one woman my wife found online. I don't know where, I apologize. But she said, I lost it. My my insurance, I lost my Wegovi because of insurance. But I thought, it's okay. I, I know how to eat now. Like, you know, she was a person who wasn't eating well. But she But she went back to, you know, she didn't change. Same exercise. Same food as when she was on Wegovi. Put all the way back on in six months, mm-hmm. just just all of it. Like, didn't matter what she did, just started ballooning up. I'm telling you, I'm not a doctor. I barely got out of high school. Some people have GLP deficiencies or something to that effect because right. my body just works better now. Yeah. Like, it's easy to say, oh, Scott lost weight. It's not that. My body works better now. I don't mm-hmm. run to the bathroom anymore. Right. That doesn't happen to me anymore. Um, my energy is much better. I'm absorbing all of my nutrients. I used to take fistfuls of vitamins. I was like, this is not doing anything. Now I take a reasonable amount of vitamins, and guess what? I'm okay. My skin looks better. Like, mm-hmm. my face looks better. I, the yep. dark circles under my eyes are going away. Like, it's insane from, from GLP. Now, my weight leveled out, and I got to the point where I just, I said to my doctor, I'm like, this was empic, like it only goes to, I think it's 2.4 or right. we go V. I'm sorry. I think we go V only goes up to 2.4 when you're on it for weight loss. And I said, this isn't enough. And because I'm shooting it and for four days starting to lose weight. And then the last three days of the week, my weight's going back up again. Put it back on. Yeah. So I was losing, no lie, gaining and losing the same two and a half pounds <laughs> for months. I was like, yeah. oh my God. So I went to my doctor and I was like, uh, what are we going to do? She goes, we'll put you on Zep bound. I was like, let's do that. 
So now I've injected ZepBound three times. I'm using five milligrams because the, the, the measurement system's different from one to the other. And I've lost, I just told somebody today, but I forget already. <laughs> I've lost seven pounds this month in, 20, nice. in 26 days. I haven't done anything different than I was doing right. the month before on Wigovi. I, and, and I've lost seven more pounds. Yeah. Like, and by the way, I want to, I want to be very clear. I am still fat. Like I, there's fat on my body that is not healthy. It is not just a visual thing. I'm not just like, Oh, I want to look perfect or something like that. I'm still in heart attack range for my, right. for my belly. And, right. And that's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not in this to like get skinny. Yeah. I just want to be healthy, alive. You know, yeah. I, like I need to... to be in that healthy range mm-hmm. and be one of those fancy people who finishes up dinner at a restaurant and then goes for a stroll. <laughs> that too would be nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm a proponent, obviously. Now I hear the arguments like, Oh, it gives some people a gastroparesis. They were in the hospital. Like, okay. It wasn't right for them. Like right. fair, fair enough. I don't think it's going to work for every person on the planet, but absolutely turn your TV on. There ain't one fat famous person anymore. Okay. <laughs> There's not one famous person has eight extra ounces in their face anymore. It works right. for it a lot of people. Not gonna yeah. work for everybody. If it doesn't work for you, you certainly shouldn't use it. I'm not saying that. I'm right. saying well, it's not gonna work for everybody, and not everybody's good at following directions. Well, I do wonder that sometimes. It made, you know, like, made if me you vomit. Don't use you... it the way that you're told to, and you have problems. Yeah. You know, like it just, it not be. everybody follows instructions right. well. <laughs> so how do I know who's who when I'm getting right. feedback? That's my point too. Like, I think there are plenty of people who followed the instructions perfectly well and it made them sick or they, you know, they got an intestinal blockage even right on. Right. It wasn't good for you. And I'm sorry that happened to you. But how many people thought, oh, the magic juice is in me. Now I can eat whatever I want and started eating a bunch of fatty foods or really slow digesting stuff. And it just got them really sick. Right. Or who who decided they didn't want to do that 0.25 dose for a whole month before they moved up. Right. Yeah. I'll just Especially jump right on in. Ozempic when you can dial up the pen to whatever dosage you want. And, right? peop- like, and people are like, more is better. Right. Yeah, which is not. No. Got to be patient. Yeah. You want to use as little as you have to to get the result that mm-hmm. you're looking for, oh, you know. And patience is a key. And it's taught me to be patient, et cetera. But all of this is incredibly interesting. And I'm having a very good time talking to you. But it is not why you're on the podcast. Right. Why you're on the podcast and why you're on a diabetes podcast is this. Your daughter, who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at 13, who we established did not experience a honeymoon period and was using insulin, starts using Wegovy and tell people what happened. Yeah, so it's been crazy. So I feel like it's important to discuss why she started using Wegovy. Mm-hmm. And and it was to help her get to a healthy weight. You know, she was experiencing a lot of the similar things that I was experiencing, that it didn't matter how good we were with our meals, she was putting the weight on. And especially, you know, she had lost a fair amount prior to diagnosis, which was not a red flag to me um, because we were trying to lose weight, right? right. Um, we were working with the pediatrician to get her, you know, at a healthier, at a healthier weight, not to be skinny, but to be healthy. So I thought we were doing a great job, right? And then she got diagnosed with type one and I was like, oh. And so once we we got her her insulin, you know, worked out and figured out and started controlling her blood sugar better, the weight just came back with a vengeance. And so 
we had to do jump through the same hoops, you know, that I had to jump through. We had to to talk to the doctor and the doctor would say, you know, well, high protein, low carb, you know, no sweets, try to eat better, get more exercise. And we did as well as you can do with a, a teenager, you know, it's hard. You can't yeah. monitor every bite they put in their mouth, but she's a really good kid. Um, she's a really obedient kid. And so it's not like she was going off the rails, you know, like she was right. really trying um, she wasn't super successful with the exercise, um, but what teenager is, honestly. And so finally, you know, the doctor realized after several months that, yeah, okay, you know, they're really trying, but she's still gaining. So let's give this a shot and see if insurance will approve it. And so insurance approved the Wigovi and she started on that back in August, you know, about six months ago. And when she started the Wigovi, prior to Wigovi, her average total daily insulin was now, 40, 45 units. Um, we were DIY looping at that time, so it fluctuated, but 40, 45 units. Her carb ratio was uh, 10-ish. Uh, her correction factor was like 30, but she was doing great, you know. Um, but when she started with Govi, I started noticing... Hey, stop for she... a second. Let's let okay. it absorb in because it's going <laughs> to hit everybody right in the face when you say this. Total daily insulin, 45 units. Yeah, 40, 45, somewhere in there, depending Cor- on the day. Correction factor, one unit moves her 30 points. Ish, yeah. Yep. Carb ratio, one unit covers 10 carbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so we, she started the Wigovi, and I started noticing we were having a whole lot more lows um, than we usually had. You know, we, I felt like we had it pretty dialed in where we didn't have to treat lows very often. But we were treating lows, you know, daily, if not multiple times a day. And so I started, obviously, reducing her insulin intake, which is super easy to do on DIY loop. You just throw on an override and say, only give her 80% of of what you think she needs, you know? Sure. So thank God for loop through this process. But in August, get this, at the end of, of the month, I pulled her numbers. Her average total daily insulin for the month of August... Our first month on Wagovi mm-hmm. was 27.7 units. One month on Wagovi, which means she was using 0.25 a week. Correct. Or what they consider to not be a therapeutic dose of it. Correct. Uh-huh. 0.25. Tell me the total daily insulin again. 27.7. Can I do math with everybody? Hold on a second. I'll do it with you. 27. Then you count up to 15. So that's 8. And you carry a 1. And you move that over there to make that 15. Then... That makes this a three to that's 18 fewer units a day. Mm-hmm. 18. Does anybody know mm-hmm. what 18 times here? Hold on a second. God damn, I love this. Wait, did you say <laughs> I knew I was right? So every once in a while, I'm right about something. Eight, how many days are in a year? 365? Yes. That's 6,570 fewer units of insulin in a calendar year. Yeah. Keep talking. And so her. Carb ratios, we, we had to, you know, start doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner a little bit differently, but her carb ratio is is now, you know, 20, 25, depending on the time of day. One unit covers 20 to 25, not 10. Right. Go ahead. And this is where the, the fun is, is really fun, is her correction factor now mm-hmm. is no longer 30. Her correction factor during the day, no, let's do night first, because night's funner. Because she needs more at night. Her correction factor for nighttime is now 85. Mm -hmm. And her correction for daytime 
is 110. Ah, I was going to guess 110. Okay, I should have guessed. It would have been more fun if I guessed. Okay, <laughs> next time, follow my heart. Yeah. And how long has she been on it now? A month. This is her first month. This is the first month still. This okay. is her first month. Her time in range, using you know the, the standard 70 to 180, her time in range is 97.9%. Her average blood sugar is 99. Her standard deviation is 20.8. Hello. What's her A1C? I don't know, because our, our Indo only does A1C once a year. That's okay. So I don't have a, an updated A1C for August. That comes What was it later. before the, um, the Govi? Before Wagovi. So her entire time of diagnosis, once we got things, once we figured out how to use insulin, <laughs> mm-hmm. once we got things figured out, her A1C has fluctuated between 4.9 and 5.2. 4.9 and 5. Yeah, I was going to say a 99, an average 99 blood sh- sugar is a 5.1 A1C. Yeah. And so her A1C has always been great. I, and I credit that fully to, so I got introduced to the Juice Box podcast the very first night that we were in the hospital at diagnosis. I posted on a local mom's Facebook page and, and said, you know, hey, <laughs> we're at the hospital. My daughter just got diagnosed with type 1. I have no idea what I'm walking into. Anybody else in the hood familiar mm-hmm. with this? Um, and this one very, very kind mom sent me the longest Facebook message ever. And I typically don't open messages from people that I don't know, but I opened hers. And she said, hey, sorry to hear about this. My daughter's same thing. This is what you need to ask for before you leave. She's like, make sure you get a Dexcom, you know, make sure you get um, all of your ratios and correction factors. And start listening to the Juice Box podcast. Oh, and she didn't ask and you I to send like, pictures of your feet. So you thought I could trust this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, you know, okay. <laughs> and so here I am, you know, awake at 3 a.m. at the hospital and just reeling. And I am a data nerd. And so I just needed to, to start doing some research, right, about this type 1 diabetes thing and found the podcast and and listened to... Um, defining diabetes, the entire thing, mm-hmm. like without stopping. And so so we got a handle on the diabetes thing pretty quick. I feel like her by her three month appointment, her A1C was down in the sixes. So so her A1C has always been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Things weren't bonkers. This, you were doing well. No, just her. Yeah, needs. we were doing well. Yeah, yeah. So like go back to December before she started, you know, six months before she started Wagovi. Oh, or even the month before she started with Govi, her time and range was 98%. Her average blood sugar was 108 and her standard deviation was 22. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we all of the sudden figured out diabetes. See, you were doing a great job, with, but you were using a lot more insulin to do it. We were doing a great job using a whole lot more insulin. Yeah. So yeah, so I was like, okay, this is crazy. And so I texted the endocrinologist because we have... um a direct care endocrinologist, like a concierge endocrinologist. And so I have their cell phone number and can call and text and whatever mm-hmm. 24-7. And so I texted the endo and I was like, hey, I'm noticing this. Is this just random or is this a thing, right? Like she needs a whole lot less insulin. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to impact her insulin resistance and all of that. And yeah, she's going to need less insulin. And I was like, huh. Um, Thanks so for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, being the data nerd that I am, like I would have loved to have had a little warning, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I can handle it. I pay attention to her numbers 24-7. So like, I got this. I know how to make adjustments. I'm good. But I I got on Dr. Google, right? And I was like, 
semaglutide impacts or semaglutide, however you say it, whatever the, the long word is for the drug, impacts on type 1 diabetes. And an article popped up about an endocrinologist up in Buffalo that had done a very small study with 10 newly diagnosed adult type 1s. And he put them on Ozempic right out of the gate. And, and as I read along, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, it impacted their insulin needs too. And, and some of those folks even came off of insulin altogether as long as they stayed on their Ozempic. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. And, and what I read that it does is that it preserves beta cell function. So, you know, when you're newly diagnosed and you're experiencing that honeymoon, it's because your beta cells are still, some of them are still working, mm -hmm. right? Your body's still producing some insulin. And so I was very curious. I was like, but wait a second. Here we are, you know, two and a half years into diagnosis, never had a honeymoon. I was like, so how is, how is this possible? You know, how is this possible that it's impacting my daughter the way that it is? Yeah. And so then I jumped into her lab tests, right? And I just wanted to see. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, at diagnosis, her C-peptide was still in the normal range. And a year after diagnosis, her C-peptide was still the exact same. And two years after diagnosis, her C-peptide was still the exact same. And so I was like, oh, we should have had a honeymoon. We never did. Mm -hmm. Apparently, insulin resistance is a thing, right? But I was like, so that's how this Wagovi is making this much of an impact. But I was like, but surely, you know, this is as good as it's going to get, right? Which was great. I was happy to be using, you know, yeah. almost half the amount of insulin. In the first month when you have these reductions in insulin, how much, mm -hmm. weight, how much weight was reduced? You know, I wish I had kept track of that. Um, but we don't, with my daughter, I'm very careful about putting her on the scale. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want this to turn into an like obsessive disorder a to a number or something. with her weight yeah, yeah. number. We really have been focusing all this time on being healthy good, and feeling good in our body. Um, I can tell you that as of about two weeks ago, she's down about 20 pounds from, for how from long? when she started. And that's how long ago? Six months. Six months. So 20 pounds and six, can, yeah. would you mind telling me, you know, she's going to be, you're anonymous, so nobody will know what was her starting weight? You know, that's a super fantastic question that I would have to look at her medical records to tell you, because okay. I honestly don't even know. I want to say that it was up around 150-ish. Okay. And she's like 5'3", okay. 5'4". She's growing, so. Right. Okay. And so, but she's lost 20 pounds. Is it? Beyond noticeable or just noticeable? Oh my, it is beyond noticeable. She is so excited. Um, so she does performing arts um, and they have uniforms that they wear for their performances. And she's gone down just this school year, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're not far into it. She's now on her third dress for performing arts that's a smaller size. Oh. Like she's gone down three dress sizes. I started in a 2X t-shirt. Right, and then exactly. I, and then I no, I mean she started in like she started yeah. in like a fourteen, mm -hmm. and then she went to a twelve, and then she went to a ten, and now she's in an eight. Wow. So she's like over something? the moon excited. And people, I laugh because my parents will come down, you know, for performances and whatever. And my mom is like, I can't find her. Where is she? And I'm like, she's right there. She's like, that's not her. Mm. 
I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And so it's like my parents didn't even recognize her in a crowd crowd. after not seeing her for like a month, you know? I walked past Kelly in a store recently. Yeah, and she didn't even notice you? No, I didn't didn't notice her. She's using Wegovy as well. Oh, exciting. My, My wife is probably, listen, my daughter probably has PCOS. Yeah. My wife has Hashimoto's or, you know, hypothyroidism. I don't think she's ever gotten uh, tested for antibodies and, you know, went through a significant weight gain after she had Mm -hmm. Arden when her thyroid blew up. Right. So she's lost so much weight. And like, I literally, I I walked right past her. I took two more steps. I was like, oh, that was her. And I turned around, I went back. I didn't tell her, but. That is amazing though. I mean, it's just. I've known her, by the way, I've been married for 27 years. (laughs) I I just, I'm telling you, these medications are so beneficial for so many different types of situations yeah. that I think that, that we've only cracked the surface, oh, right? Like yeah. I, I really feel like, I mean, like with my daughter's story, I mean, it just gets better. I mean, obviously that first month I was like, holy cow, this is amazing, right? Um, And so then, you know, upper dosage, go to the next month, get this September. So now she's, she's still on what I call a baby dose, right? The mm-hmm. 0.5. Her average total daily insulin for September, 14 units. Yeah. Her carb ratio, 35. Her daytime correction factor, 180. Oh, my God. It's getting, it's getting to the point where it's really hard. Like, I've, I've never struggled so much with diabetes management mm-hmm. in the whole process. Like, not even that first month when she was diagnosed. That was a walk in the park compared to what this is, right? Yeah. And I'm so, 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 so thankful for DIY Loop because I'm, you know, throwing overrides on of like, only give her 40% of the insulin that you gave her last week or whatever, you know, what I have programmed in. So you're moving settings and still having to tell it do less. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you know, the whole time pre-Wagovi managing diabetes was like, you you moved things, but you didn't move them astronomically right right like you're talking you okay let's raise basil by a unit a day you know or 10 percent. you know this is like if you compare august to september she's using 50 percent less insulin in september than she was in august that's Mm -hmm. huge what happened in october in october uh, again it was just lows after lows after lows after lows and i didn't even write october down because i was so frustrated of Mm -hmm. of like you know Things were just crazy. And so I finally, in November, I was like, all right, doc, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're just going to cut all of her fast acting and just do basil. Like, let, let's just forget bolusing for food. Mm-hmm. And let's just forget correcting a high blood sugar. Like, let's just, let's just try this and see what happens. And our endo was like, if it were anybody Other than you, I would say, absolutely not. She said, but I know that you're paying attention and I know that you know how to react appropriately. She said, so go for it. And I was like, "Hmm, okay. So we're DIY looping and I go in and I open the loop, meaning like people will understand that as being manual mode, right? Mm -hmm. I'm turning off the algorithm and I'm just letting it run basil still through, you know, still through her pod. So it's still technically fast acting, but it's her basil delivery. So we're not bolusing for food or meals or anything. And I'm still treating lows. 
And I'm like, okay. So clearly her basil is too much, right? If I'm not bolusing for food and I'm still catching lows, especially in, in the nighttime, right? It, her basil is too high. So I'm dropping her basil. And, and, and I get her basil down like things are great, right? And we're rocking and rolling. No mealtime boluses, no corrections. You know, kid can eat whatever, whenever, however. Don't have to tell me. Just have fun. And she even said to me, she's like, mom, it's like I don't even have diabetes anymore. Yeah. And that just like hit my heart. You know, it was yeah. like, she did so great with diagnosis and overcoming her fear of needles because that was huge. And she did great embracing technology and learning how to use it and learning how to carb count and make good choices. Like she did fabulously with all of that. But then when she said to me, it feels like I don't even have diabetes anymore. I was like, this really did impact her. Yeah. You know, like she, she played it very well. And so, so then she was sitting on the couch and she was like, it it was pod change night. And we're still using our pods because we're still running basil through loop. She's like, mom. She's like, we have any long acting? And I was like, yeah, we've got some pens in the fridge. And she's like, can I take a pod break? And I was like, okay. are you sure? <laughs> like, you know, really? You Did really want to? Because I loved, I loved the flexibility of the basil being delivered through loop, right? Because I could adjust it at any time. Right. And so I was terrified that going back MDI and doing that basal injection meant, A, I had to figure out how much to give her. And that once it was in, it was in, mm-hmm. right? There, yeah. there was no pausing basal or suspending basal for a couple hours to help us overcome right. a mistake. You know, I was terrified. And so I texted the endo, you know, it's eight o'clock at night, whatever. And I'm like, so she wants to take a pod break. We've got you know, some basil in the fridge. What do I do? And and she she asked me, you know, well, what's her average basil on the pod right now in loop? And at that point, her average basil <laughs> was like nine units a day. Okay. Down from? Down from, I mean, that's total daily insulin at this point, not just basil. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, she's not bolusing anyway. anything. Yeah. So, so her like total her- daily insulin started at... 45 and is down to nine nine how long ago was this now um this was in november okay go ahead so it was what august september october so four months in the end of that fourth month you know she's right in about nine um and so the endo was like okay well then give her nine of you know of whatever we're using i think it's traceba give her nine and give it a few days you know she's like that one's a little bit longer than a 24-hour deal so don't go changing everything the next night, you know, give it a few days and right. and see what happens. And and the endo was following along, right? She had access to our night scout. So she was seeing, you know, numbers and everything in real time and and was real good about checking in and um, you know, the perks of of paying <laughs> out, of out of pocket for a direct care endocrinologist. So we did it and she took up a, a pump break, a pod break, and started just doing that one basal injection every day or every night. And then just her one Wagovi injection, she did it on Saturdays, you know, every Saturday. And I thought, you know, this is this is like early November. Actually, it's like the week before Thanksgiving, so mid-November. And I'm like, there's no way we're going to get through Thanksgiving without needing some fast-acting insulin, right? Because right. like, we're not eating clean for Thanksgiving. We're eating. We love Thanksgiving. We love the Thanksgiving foods. 
we're not cutting back. We don't. I mean, that was from day one. We holidays were holidays, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't do anything differently. And so I was very skeptical that we were going to survive Thanksgiving, but she survived Thanksgiving without bolusing for food and without needing to do corrections. And I was like, holy yeah. cow, this is bananas. And not only did she survive, we, we ended up having to kind of cut back a little bit on her basil. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, turkey stuffing, gravy, yeah, potatoes. turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, mm-hmm. pies, cakes, cookies. Like, and did she spike and, it all? I mean, she did, but they came right back down. You know, like it was, it was literal. Like, I know the goal is those gentle rolling hills, right? But she had mountain peaks, but it they came to a point and then came just as fast back down as they went back up. How high? Not anything crazy. She might have hit 200 Mm -hmm. a little bit here and there. But for the most part, her spikes were 180 or under. Okay. And the endo told me that that was okay. And I went with it. You know, I was like, okay. Because I'm like hyperventilating, you know, like, oh my God, she's at, you know, 190. Aren't you imagining her blood sugar is going to be 400 in a minute? Like, you just keep thinking that. Like, as fast as it was going up, I was like... You know, because my alarm starts going off at 120, you know, and I'm like, okay, let's just watch. Um, And then it hits 140 and then it hits 160. And I'm like, drink water, go walk around the block. You know, like I'm I'm panicking. And she's like, mom, relax, you know, and I'm like, but I can't. How long do you think from this, the start of the spike till the end of it? And when it was back down, how long do you think that was? Uh, Like an hour. Wow. Yeah. Like it was stupid fast. And and so then it's like when I would see it turn at the top and start to come back down, and then she would be straight arrow down, which like we never were right. before. You know, like the, the goal was always diagonals. I didn't like straight arrows up or down. And so then I would panic, and then she would be double arrows down. And I'm like, holy flip, you know, what, mm. what do I do? Because I can't take insulin away. She's MDI, yeah. right? And we've not put any fast acting in. So I'm like, how do I fix this because I'm not bolusing for food anymore. So the thought of using food or juice to bring up a blood sugar doesn't make sense because I'm not bolusing for it, right? Yeah. So throwing extra carbs at her is not fixing this situation, <laughs> you know? And so I would panic and it took me time to get past that. Of It took me time to get past feeling like I needed to take care of the high as it was going up. And it took me even longer to get past the feeling of needing to catch the low. Yeah. I want to say two things. I think that there are going to be some people listening to this like, well, yeah, well, she lost 20 pounds. So obviously she needs less insulin, but that's not what this is. No, I mean, she needs like, I don't want to say no insulin because she's still on basal. But very little. But very little. Yeah. I I was going to say now it's two months since Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's two months since Thanksgiving. She's still MDI. Right. She's still on basal. Currently, she's on... I mean, it fluctuates based on time of the month. You know, we mm-hmm. still do see those fluctuations. She's anywhere between seven and nine units of basal right now, just kind of depending. She did get sick a couple weeks ago, and I did give her some fast-acting corrections because her highs were not coming down back. She would go high and stay there. But those corrections were terrifying because I'm using pens Mm -hmm. and they're one unit pens. And I'm like, holy, you know, do I really need to give her this unit? But I would. And and it was okay. Her body, her body catches the lows for her, but she had to be high enough, 
you know, like, like she had to be right. 180, yeah. 180 before I was willing to, you know, do a, a fast acting injection. Almost living like a type two. Yeah. On with basal and then, right. Yeah. And then some injections for higher things or anomalies. Yeah. But it's those, those injections for, for fast acting are few and far between. Now to comfort people, she definitely has type one diabetes. She definitely has type one diabetes. She tested positive for um, isolate cell and GAD mm-hmm. autoantibodies. Okay. Now, I'm so just trying to think of all the things absolutely where people type one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my question too. I was like, right. are we sure? And so the endo even repeated her antibodies um, and she did test positive for two. Now, listen, these, the GLPs, they're not brand new, by the way. They're just in the last year, you've heard about them more. They've been right. around a little longer than, than that. Yeah. But the doctors are still probably just like, it's a medication. Like, oh, that's for type two diabetes. You can't, you hear it all the time. Type ones can't mm-hmm. take that. It's for type mm-hmm. twos. It's, it's labeled for type right. twos. Like, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, people write me all the time. Hey, I went on Wegovy for weight loss and I'm using a lot less insulin, or blah, 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 mm-hmm. like this. By the way, have her periods become more stable on no. it? Or not? That hasn't no. changed that at no. all. That hasn't changed that. It has helped her appetite. Okay. You know, because she she likes to eat. She loves food. She's a foodie um, and loves to eat and loves to eat in large quantities. Um, Wegovy has impacted that. How about um, any, did she have acne prior? Did it help that? She did have acne prior. She still does have acne. I've not really noticed a it difference there. there. Now I'm asking because my daughter's been shooting 0.25 of Wegovy for about seven or eight weeks now. And I don't know her weight loss, but it is, I mean, on her frame significant. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks different. And um, her Arden's correction factor was one unit moves her 42 points. Mm-hmm. And now it's one unit moves her 83 points. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and her insulin to carb ratio was was at one unit for four carbs. And now oh, I think we have it at one to eight now. Yeah, see, so, so there's half. She's yeah. using half the amount of insulin. But it also put a big dent in her acne. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked to her about her periods yet because she's off at school. Right. But I'll tell you what, it, it's having enough of an impact on her, who she's actually a person with a fairly terrible needle phobia. She's overcome it enough to give herself the injections of Ozempic. Mm-hmm. That was huge for, for my daughter mm-hmm. initially. Um, those injections were, for whatever reason, extremely intimidating. Yeah. You know, at that point, she had been on the pod for, you know, two years. Um, and so it'd been a really long time since she'd done an injection of any kind. And and that was really, I mean, it would take her a couple of hours to work up the courage to do those injections for like the first oh, month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it, there were tears, there were, you know, pin her in a corner. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, I mean, I would sit on her, you know, like um, to, to get her to overcome that fear, right? Arden had the Kung Fu hands as you came at her. She'd be like, no, 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 no. And she'd be yes. like swatting at you with both hands. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and it wasn't a fair fight because, you know, I'm 4'11". Also, and so at this I'm point, the one holding the needle. I'm like, I, right? I'm like, be careful. Cool. <laughs> yes. I know. Well, and like she was bigger than me and taller than me and like could do some serious damage. You know, it wasn't a fair fight. She'll complain about it when she gets it out of the fridge. You know, did your injection? I said, do I have to? And I'm like, yeah. no. I'm like, you want to quit? And then she she looks at me, no, mom. <laughs> so, okay, well then do it, yeah. you know? Oh, no, please. Uh, 
I once watched Arden as she was defending herself from the needle. She's laughing and crying at the same time. She's hysterical laughing because she knows how ridiculous it is that she is almost unconsciously swatting at me. Yeah. And at the same time, she's crying from the fear about the needle. Like literally at the same time. It's fascinating. She's getting better and better. It was horrible to witness, but but now she's, you know, like because I I very much want her to feel like she has some control over these choices, right? Even though she's, you know, getting ready to be 16, she's still a kid by all rights and purposes. But I want I didn't ever want her to feel like I was forcing something on her. Mm-hmm. Like the the pump was her choice. You know, which one do you want? When do you want to start it? That was her choice. The CGM was never her choice and will never be her choice. But the Wagovi was like, you know, we I had a conversation with her about it before she started it and was like, you know, here's what it could potentially do for you that's good. Here's what it could potentially do for you that might not be so pleasant. Do you want to try? Yeah. And and she made the choice, you know, yeah, I want to try. And I feel like that's so, so important, you know, not giving her full control. You know, if she ever made a decision that I disagreed oh, with, her. Yeah. that's going to hurt her, then, you know, mom mom would make the call. But I just feel like I, I get further with her if she feels like it's her choice, right? Yeah. No, I understand. Especially as a teenager, you know. And so Wagovi's always been her choice. And it was really, really hard that first month. Like I laid it down and I was like, you know, she wanted to quit by like week two. And I was like, no, you got it three months. You got to give it three months. And then at three months, if you still hate it, then, you know, we'll have another conversation. And so now I, I do still ask her, are you sure you still want to do this? Oh, mom. Yes, mom. You know, it's like, I can't believe you even asked me that. Because she sees the benefit that it's given her both from the, you know, being able to eat as she pleases without having to do an injection or count carbs, which has been really nice, but also from the just being healthier Mm -hmm. perspective, she can see the changes in her body and she recognizes that that's good in the long run. Yeah. And so I, I think that's important and it's not, it's not this miracle drug, right? Like you said, it it doesn't work for everybody. It definitely has its place and it definitely has its purpose. But I mean, we're we're living it and and I feel like there's a whole lot of untapped potential there. Oh yeah. And I really hope that we start hearing more about it being a an option for treatment. For type one, type one. Oh, it's coming. Diabetes. Yeah, you got to get mean, past I, the I, insurance thing and everything. But they're they're doing the studies. You know, there's case studies out there. Our endo intends to write a case study on my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, once once she's been doing this for about a year, you know, to just kind of see because, you know, we're at the point where where things are still changing with her basal, and so there may potentially be more reductions in insulin use for her. I mean, she's been down as low as four units on basal. Hmm. She popped back up when she was sick and we just haven't seen the need to to cut it back again. But, you know, is there the potential that that she goes off of insulin altogether? I mean, yeah, could happen. Um, I guess it just kind of all depends on, on you know, her weight loss and, and how her body holds up. You know, we want to repeat lab work in about six more months and see what her C-peptide is, right? Has it remained stable? Has it increased? Has it decreased? You know, like, like what is her body doing in response to yeah. this medication? And there's a lot of uncharted territory here too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you are saying, and I don't think anyone is saying that, you know, uh, we go V cures type one diabetes. You know what I mean? Oh, or, not or makes at all. It, I mean, no, she's no. still very much a type one diabetic. Yeah. But her insulin needs are just significantly lower. Right. Her yeah. insulin needs are significantly lower. Her body is playing nice. Yeah. And this isn't everybody, by the way, either. I, I know right. Jenny's told me about like people she works with privately who are like, you know, their insulin needs are down like 20%. And that's great. You know, like it's it's been a real benefit for them. They're losing weight or they're right. And I think it has to do too with like where you're at in your journey. You know, it is your body still helping a little bit or is your body done? Right, right. You know, I think that's a big factor too in in what you see from from results. Yeah. You know? Well, your daughter absolutely could go into a situation where you're back to twenty or thirty units a day. Like, absolutely. You know, yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, I mean, if, if her C peptide dives, then she's going to need more insulin. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the camp of it thinks that this is fixing her. Right. right? It's, this is just part of our journey. It's where we're at at the moment. Mm -hmm. It's very encouraging. I mean, she's not had any undesirable side effects even, from it. Even when she but started? But it's new too. Even when she started, she, the, the very first injection, she was remarkably tired that week. Mm -hmm. But the second one did not impact her in that way. And she she recovered. Arden had some nausea. She couldn't eat the first week very much. And yeah, um, she's not, we've not yeah. had any, any of that. She does get to the point, and it's really funny when we're eating because you can see it on her face where she gets to the, oh my God, if I take one more bite, I'm going to mm -hmm. vomit. You know, like, and it, and it just hits her like a, like a brick, you know, and you can see it all over her face. I'm like, all right, she's just hit her full point. Yeah. That's new for her. You know, she, she never really had experienced <laughs> that before, but that, that's really been the only, I don't want to even call it an undesirable side effect. She doesn't like it when she feels that way, but it also is giving her the signal that she needs to quit eating. I opened up a little mango sorbet the other day. I took two teaspoons full of it, and I went, oh, that is sweet, and that tastes nice. And I looked back down at it, I was like, that's good. And I put the lid back on, and I put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I've had enough. I'm yeah. telling you right now, I could have eaten a pint of that a year ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think of it as, I mean, I guess it's going to be somewhat different for everybody, but I have, my brain does not tell me I'm hungry any longer. Yeah. And my stomach does not get that, like, growly feeling. Right. It gets empty, but not in a way, like, I... Actually, that's not true. On Wegovi, it didn't get empty. On Zepbound, I can feel my stomach empty. Oh, wow! But it's not. But it's not a weird or bad feeling, and it's not a hunger pain. Yeah, it's just I'm just like I know there's like nothing in here. Like I can hear a crap. Like, I don't like get growl. hungry anymore. It doesn't really get hungry anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I we both still think about food a lot. I didn't realize that we liked food. As, as much, much as, as you we did, did. <laughs> yeah. Of of like if we're if we're getting ready to go somewhere, you know, and we know the the different foods that are going to be available wherever we're going. Well, let's say we're going into town because we need to to pick up toilet paper at Costco, you know. Right. Then we'll be like, oh, there's a cheesecake factory right there, you know. Like, <laughs> let's go there for lunch, you know. We still do think about food. But we also have had to reframe how we enjoy food because we know that you're not gonna take as much of it in. That we can't, yeah, we can't yeah. get as much as as we would have before before we hit that point. So we make sure when we're eating our meal, you know, at the Cheesecake Factory, and I get that barbecue ranch chicken salad thing that's the size of your head. 
but I know that I want the pineapple upside down cheesecake. I have to pace myself with that salad and be like, you know, could I continue eating this salad? Yes. But if I do, I might only get to enjoy one bite of that cheesecake. You know, we took my wife out for her 50th the other day and went to a steak place. I had a steak. I had, I have a steak. I think I had shrimp. I had, oh, there were sides. Had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I got it all in. And at the end they brought out, I don't know, like, I guess we made a reservation online. So they said, is there any special occasion? My wife said, it's my birthday. Like, I don't think she thought it was any, but they brought this giant Sunday out. There were four of us at the table. And so everybody kind of went after it. And I was like, oh, I ate some ice cream. And I had a little bit of, there was like a cone in it. I was like, oh, the cone's good. And like, and then that was it. But I swear to you, I know I could have eaten the whole thing a year ago. Yeah. Like by, by myself. I could have like fended off the other three of them with one hand and eaten the entire Sunday with my other hand if I needed to. <laughs> and so you could say, oh, yeah, see, Scott, you're eating less. That's why you're losing weight. I could have done that. I wouldn't have right. done that. Right. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could right. have. Right. You didn't, you didn't stop because you, you couldn't eat anymore. You stopped because you knew better than to continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now my flavor for food is a little different. I don't, I don't mind it. Honestly, like I'm like the steak still tasted great and everything, but it does cut a little bit of the highs out for me. The the real sweet taste is kind of gone mm-hmm. out of things. Yep. Yep. And like savory is still there, but it's not as much. I, you know, I decided yesterday, I was like, oh, I want to like try to lose a little more. I'm going to kick this little weight thing at the end of the week here because I'm my injections tomorrow. And so I'm like, yesterday, I'm like, I'm just going to eat like completely like no carbs yesterday. I had like chicken wings and like all mm-hmm. kinds of like low carb stuff yesterday. Right. I never ran to the bathroom, even though I had like wing sauce on the wings and everything and that stuff. I was all fine. I got up this morning. I did what I did and I got on the scale and I lost like a pound since yesterday. Nice. Like it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you know, like it really is crazy. I mean, it's a helpful tool. It will, I feel like it's more helpful if we play smart. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, for sure. Obviously, if we're There's ways eating to help crap it. all the time, it's not going to be, you know, yeah, as, as good of a result, but um, I don't think I could like greasy is really was hard for me before, but it's much harder for me now. Oh, like, yeah, I don't, for sure. Yeah. And, and I do find myself if I'm not being smart with what I'm eating, I find myself needing Tums. OK, so more. now, hey, funny like, thing, like, like things are giving me heartburn a little bit easier <laughs> than they were before. I had pretty bad heartburn prior to this and then. It got better on Wegovy, but never completely went away. And that's one of the reasons my doctor switched me because she's like, I hear the doctor was like, I hear like Manjarno, like Zepbound, you don't, yeah. the heartburn, it helps with heartburn too. So I don't have any heartburn now. Nice. It's crazy how well yeah. it's working for. I would literally, I wouldn't kill a stranger to get the Zepbound, but I'd ding him with my car a little bit. If you like, if you said like yeah. you can't have it unless you ding this guy with your car, I'd be like, oh, he's not gonna die, right? We Bang. tried. Okay. We tried to get Zetbound for me, mm-hmm. um, and my insurance didn't play nice. Okay, but I was just happy to get whatever they would give me. Really, at that point, it was like you know, not having anything is not an option. Yeah, obviously for the kiddo, the Wagovi is the only thing that's approved for Wait, for the weight kids. Uh, do you think they're gonna yank it away from her when she loses gets to a certain weight? Yeah. So that was a concern that I had um, because when she initially went on it, the insurance, the pre-authorization was for three months. And I was like, okay, well, I understood it, right? If it doesn't work, then no big deal. Um, But we went back for that three month, um, you know, to renew the pre-authorization. And by that point, I had seen the impact on her insulin needs. 
um, and realized that this was something that we we wanted to continue very much so. And I was really super concerned about it. Um, and so I dove into the research, right? Jumped on the Wagovi website to look at like the dosing guidelines and everything. And everything that I read talked about a maintenance dose, right? Like once your goals have been achieved, then you'll continue a maintenance dose. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, it doesn't sound like this is something that's intended to be just for like a short period of time. Sounds like this is something that's like long-term. And then I talked to um, her endo about it and she was like, it's all in how I submit the paperwork, right? Of like, it was initially approved for obesity. BMI was, you know, XYZ and... BMI is, you know, this or whatever. And so we're seeing success, but to continue, she, she gave me this whole spiel about like, it's all in how you submit the paperwork. And mm -hmm. so when she submitted for the renewal, the insurance renewed it for a full year. Nice. And so I feel fairly confident, um, you know, that was just in December that it was renewed. And so I feel fairly confident that come next December, the pre-authorization may not even be a thing anymore. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hopeful, let, right? I'm I'm optimistic in general about life, but I'm very optimistic that over the course of this year, um, the industry is going to see. I'm going to assume because the pharma yeah. companies are making money too, so they're gonna they're right. gonna pressure insurance to cover it too. Right. I always laugh when people are like, "Well, what if you have to take it forever?" I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> like right. first, of, I, I mean, I feel better. fine by me. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I mean, it's it's a you know, it's a peptide. Like it's not. Yeah. I'm and now I'm getting GIP and GLP with with Zepbound, uh, which is obviously helping me with you know the stomach acid too. Right. So when people are like, "What if you have to take it forever?" I'm like, "What a weird thing! It's working." Well, and it's I mean at this point it's a little bit like I'm still a little bit weary of having to be on anything like this long term because there's just not a lot that you can find about mm -hmm. people that have been on it. You want some data? I'm sitting at a 90 degree angle in a chair and I can see the hinge of my hip when I look yeah. down. I didn't even yeah. know that was there. What do you think That's of that? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I don't know that I'm ready to say that I'm, I'm okay with the thought that this is a, a forever kind of thing based on what I know today about how I feel off of it versus on it. And the same thing for my daughter, mm -hmm. it's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. At this point in time, like pending more information, right? right? I'm always open to, to changing my mind if something comes up, right? Oh, sure. Something pops up and like, oh, need to, you know, right. need to not do that anymore. Then we won't do that anymore and we'll figure it out. But yeah, but based on what I know today, I'm okay with, with no, that. I agree. Yeah. If somebody comes along and says, hey, here's data, you're going to get foot cancer. I'd be like, oh God, I got to get fat again. Okay. Like, like, yeah, like. Or it's like, do I want to feel good every day and not have a foot or <laughs> you think do I want to feel like crap like, oh, and still have my foot? Thin you know? one like, foot? I mean, just one? Um, <laughs> I, I know that sounds crazy. I don't but know. Honestly, I would probably choose to lose the foot at that point. You don't know what it's like to feel bloated like that and it's no, out of your control. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and what it did mentally to me, right? Like it's not just about the physical, but, but it impacted my happiness. Mm-hmm. And my well-being, and it impacted my family because I wasn't fun to be around. It impacted my coworkers because I just wasn't nice. Yeah. Um. You know. And so, I would have to think long and hard about that if it came down to you know, stay on the GLP one or lose a foot. Like I probably could do okay without the foot. Like as long as it was just one of them, and we're not not talking both of them. 
<laughs> if you want to hear me be emotional about losing weight, go listen to that We Go V Diary I've been making because I've oh, had, I ha- a, yeah. I've had a couple I've, of journeys. Yeah. Well, yeah. But nevertheless, uh, listen, I, I want to be clear about this too. Uh, our insurance does not cover Ozempic for Arden. I am buying it through a Canadian pharmacy. I'm paying cash for it. There you go. And it's not a thing we could afford if she had to shoot it the way it's di- the way it's the way it is for a type two, like right. like like you know, bunch of units or whatever. Or however, it's I she's taking the point two five. That's all she's right. taking. So right. we can get a pen through Canada. You can get a, one of those one ml pens, and it lasts for freaking ever. Yeah, yeah. At we're, get, we're getting like months out of it. So yeah. like it's you know it's a still it's it's an expense, right? But it's an expense that you know i'm going to tell you if it was if it was just an acne medication i'd pay it for yeah if it was just helping her with her periods i'd pay it for if it was just helping with her insulin needs i'd pay it for like and mm-hmm. and we're getting she's getting all of these things out of it yeah yeah i mean i would i i'm a single parent i don't know that i even threw that in there you know initially i'm a single parent she is my only child so finances are not you know we don't yeah. have a lot to spare but if it came down to it and insurance quit covering it, I would absolutely get a second job if I had to. Hmm. No, to, I feel I feel the same way. That. I, I do. Also, you know, and I'll let you go, but like you're, to your point about we don't really know what this is doing yet. Go ahead and Google things like Ozempic babies, like women who have not been able to get pregnant their whole lives mm-hmm. are on Ozempic and getting pregnant. Right. Like, and I'm not saying it like boosts your fertility. It's, I don't think it has anything to do with that. No, but if it's helping to regulate your body, like if you're a PCOS sufferer yep. and it's helping to regulate your your system, yep. then absolutely that's going to contribute to. Oh, you're going to see this. Di- this is going to be like, they're already studying it about things like impulse control, right? Like yep. for like gambling and drinking and like stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to find there, but I'm telling you if, if women who have like have been infertile for so long that they just don't even bother using birth control anymore. And right. then and they then get they on a start on a Zimpet. and then boom, yep. baby time. Like mm-hmm. that's getting, by the way, that's already being looked into. So it's right. weight. It's, it's impulse control. It's insulin resistance. It might be the ability to have a baby. It might be the ability to like fend off these horrible things that women go through with their, their uteruses and like this PCOS and like, Jesus Christ, it's terrible. If it makes a dent in that for somebody, mm-hmm. like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, what else is it going to do? Right. I haven't I mean, gotten it, taller, I, but, you know. I did, well, yeah. I would pay good money for something that you would, would hit me, you get would me definitely to that five-foot mark. Yeah, you, I would, mean, you would definitely notice. I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like it, we're just at the tip of the iceberg with this. Yeah. And it's going to be really exciting to see right. what, what this does for people, you know? I mean, it just... I feel like it's given my kid her life back in a sense, you know, of of being able to just eat the pizza, you know, or just haphazardly decide to go be active without having to remember that she's got insulin on board from dinner. Yeah. Or even even taking showers, right? Like pre-Wagovi, she couldn't shower with insulin on board because she would crash and burn. Mm -hmm. And so we would have to be like, oh, you need to shower today. Do that before dinner, you know. And health, by the way, just health. Like I like like I'll 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 share this here and then I'll let you go, right? I think we've covered everything, don't you? 
think I feel confident okay, that good, we've good, done a pretty good, good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people tell me all the time, like, oh, Scott, you, you got to make social media videos to support your podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, or that's silly. But I, what I was thinking is I don't look good. And I don't mean just like I look fat. I mean, like, I don't look good. I look unhealthy, you know? And like, I'm not like one, I wasn't one of those people who was like carrying around 40 extra pounds. I look like Ashley Graham. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I wasn't like all beautiful and smooth skinned and just happened to weigh more. Like I didn't look healthy. Right. Like I was definitely not taking in nutrients that I am now taking in. Like now I like, mm-hmm. I jump in front of that camera. I'm like, Hey, there's an episode of the podcast coming up. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even look at myself. Like before that, I would have had that thing at a certain angle. It would have been mm-hmm. up on the ceiling pointing down from my head. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would have only done it at certain times a day. I couldn't have done it if I wasn't shaven because I would have looked like I was on a bender. But I, right. well, but I, mean, I wasn't. And I feel like I can say this to you because we've oh, go ahead. You know, go ahead. known I'm each ready. other for I'm holding on to the a table. while. Go ahead. No, but it just, it, it, you looked like you might be coming down with something. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, always, you, you yeah. looked like you might not feel super fantastic. Right. And it wasn't, I never thought of it as anything more than that, but I was like, oh, he's got a cold coming on or something. Oh, my you know? dentist once told me, he's like, you got to have type 2 diabetes. Look at yourself. And I went, I don't, I wasn't even anywhere near it. Like, my A1C wasn't up at all. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, you don't look good, man. Check into type 2. And like, and I was like, wasn't that? And it just, and you're so used to it after years, you don't even fight against it anymore. You're just like, I guess this is how I'm supposed to feel. But right. No, turns out, no. Um, I know, yeah. right? It it is possible to feel good about things and to feel good in general. And skinny Scott to, loves to, fashion. We learned, by the way. I don't right? know if you know that How or not. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott likes to dress nicely. I didn't know I did. I thought I was like, oh, I, I'm happy in sweatpants. I'm not happy in sweatpants. I was yeah. dying. I was in a puddle. Anyway, I, I'm I'm still in my happy in sweatpants phase, but mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to being able to expand my well, wardrobe. Now my, now my sweatpants, <laughs> actually though, my sweatpants are much nicer now. I get them at Cozy Earth. They're very, very uh, nice. Well, yes. I, yeah. you know, I've got a pair coming that I am very, very, very excited yeah. about. I so. just want to say uh, Cozy that. Earth, uh, save 40% with the offer code juice box at checkout. But um, that's not even a joke. They're really nice. No, they, I'm, I am so excited. I've heard you talk about them so much that I'm like, okay, I'm splurging <laughs> one so, pair. I, well, I um, hope you like them. I really do. I really do appreciate you doing this. Uh, again, no one is saying like GLP medications are not a cure for type one diabetes. Like, but you're going to hear more and more stories from people with type one who are using less insulin and, and maybe getting other benefits too. My disclaimer that I had kind of thought of was like, you know, please, 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 if you find yourself blessed enough to be able to try one of these medications, please do it only if you feel like you're really good at making adjustments to your insulin and to your settings and that you have that kind of relationship with your prescribing physician that they will be an asset to you in the journey. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I think about how quick the impacts were. And if I wasn't at the comfort level that I was at with making adjustments to ratios sensitivity factors... It could have been very, very bad. Yeah, because you had to daughter. make you had to make some big adjustments taking insulin away, and Major that's not a thing. Not a thing. Some people would have like thought to do huge, huge adjustments and in reaction of like you know we've all caught a low, right? We've all had a scary low, but it was happening three, four, five times a day, mm-hmm. and and you just have to have the capacity to deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. 
don't start on it and then send the kiddo off to camp for the week, you know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or if you don't have that great relationship with the school nurse where they'll listen to you make adjustments on the fly, you know, like I, I just feel like we can't overstate the importance of being knowledgeable and comfortable in caring for yourself if you're the type one and going on this journey or caring for your child or your spouse. Well, that's in the label. It's in the label. Don't just jump into this without any thought. Preparedness. And preparation and a game plan. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we jumped into it not knowing that these impacts were going to happen. It was profound. And we were in a really good place. And I feel like I don't want to brag. I want to be humble. But I knew what I was doing with my daughter's insulin and diabetes care. And I panicked, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so so I just want people to to hear that, if nothing else. You know, don't don't hear this and think that it's a miracle fix and I'm just going to do it. Please make sure you have the support that you need going into it. There's going to be a lot of adjustments. I don't want to hear a very, very, very sad story because somebody jumped into it without those resources. I actually think the, the label for about type ones on these medications says like, you know, we go, we, you know, or one of those GLPs will cause low blood sugar, but you have to think of it the right way. It's not causing low blood sugar. It's causing your insulin needs to be significantly less. And now you're suddenly using too much insulin and that's causing low blood sugar. But yes, the mechanism is you had a certain amount of insulin in there. You put in this GLP and then boom, you know. Right. And now all of a sudden what you used to take care of that low blood sugar Mm -hmm. is not going to take care of that low blood sugar anymore. Right. That that four gram glucose tab is no longer going to cut it. You know, you're not going to see that make a dent in, in that low that's resulting. And so just that, that's my one thing is this is a very happy story. We are very happy with our journey, but I don't want somebody's story to be the opposite because they didn't have right. the support or the knowledge going into it. Yeah. That this, this is a big thing and it changes things. It has the potential to change things in a big way. Yeah. And, and just... Just know that, right? Just to be, be smart about it. Use your head, you know. Yeah. We're, we're also early on in this right now. Like, yeah. you'll look back on this episode a year or two from now, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, we all know that now. Now everybody's getting this, you know, like that that kind of a thing. And, like, wait, wait do you see? Because I I mean, you you mentioned the uh, University of Buffalo, right? At Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, Dr. Dan Dona up there is mm-hmm. doing doing. Fun studies. Yeah. Yeah. You should check it out. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I got to ask you a couple of questions before I let you go, but I'm going to stop the recording right now. Thank you. Great. Arden has been getting her diabetes supplies from US Med for three years. You can as well. USMed.com slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. My thanks to U.S. Med for sponsoring this episode and for being longtime sponsors of the Juicebox podcast. There are links in the show notes and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to U.S. Med and all of the sponsors. 
I'd like to thank Cozy Earth for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast and remind you that using my offer code JUICEBOX at checkout will save you 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com, where you can just click on the link in the show notes. A huge thanks to Touched by Type 1 for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast. Check them out on their website, touchedbytype1.org, or on Facebook and Instagram. If you're looking for community around type 1 diabetes, check out the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. But everybody is welcome. Type 1, type 2, gestational, loved ones, it doesn't matter to me. If you're impacted by diabetes and you're looking for support, comfort, or community, check out Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. The episode you just heard was professionally edited by Wrong Way Recording. WrongWayRecording.com